0: Welcome back to Hash It Out, guys. We're your co-hosts, Judith Adabo and Elizabeth Duff. Hello, and welcome to Women's History Month. Yay! Finally a month about me. (laughs) Back to back, Black History Month, and then Women's History
1: Month. Oh, (laughs) my God. And your birthday? Uh,
0: (laughs) The birth of Judith. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Just a
1: reminder, though, guys, we do have a new friend named Hashie. Unfortunately, they couldn't be here for recording today. (laughs) Yeah. They're really busy. Yeah. Are they really busy, or are they just taking a nap and avoiding us? Probably a combination of both. True. So, (laughs) you might have seen them on our social media. They're our newest travel companion. Mm -hmm. So, they'll pop up in random places this semester, and soon you will get your own Hashi if you stop by that table we are planning for the Campus Center.
0: And I know we've said this before, but we still are trying to find the best day to do it, and when we do, we will let you know. Absolutely.
1: So hopping right into the topic yep. i do think this is going to be one of our longer episodes so we should get started yep, probably and you are right this it's is,
0: i was gonna say this is something we both are very passionate
1: about it is so it's going to be about abortion yeah. starting with its history so do you want to jump in judith okay so today's episode is
0: called my uterus myself abortion <laughs> history credit for that uh yeah elizabeth is a genius <laughs> but i prefer to call it fucks with my body, I dare you to. (laughs) Or, this one takes the icing, okay, on this cake. Stop. Don't touch me there. (laughs) Sir, that is my vagina. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah. I mean, those (laughs) are... That's my favorite, personally. We just couldn't justifiably get it onto iTunes for that.
0: I'm just saying. Those were both, like, diamonds in the rough. They
1: absolutely
0: influenced our title. (laughs) (laughs) So... Before we jump in, we want to acknowledge that a lot of our language conflates having a uterus with being a woman.
1: On the podcast, we always strive to be gender neutral, but in this episode, we want to place abortion in a historical context that was intentionally oppressive to women specifically. So we will be using that type of language. So let's jump right in. All right. So let's start with a brief look at the history of abortion. So, one of our favorite resources on this is the Feminist.com article, which summarizes the decades of history very concisely.
0: Yes, and you can find it in our recommended reading. Like usual. (laughs) Yes. So, um, abortions weren't regulated in the West until 1803, when Britain passed its first anti-abortion law. The U.S. didn't follow suit until the 1880s unless it was to save the life of the mother. So prior to this, though, neither the state or church were against abortions, which is something we need to keep in mind.
1: Yes, we will get very into detail with that later. But one of the really important things to note, none of this is happening in a vacuum. Right. There are lots of social and cultural and tons of different ways that this is being influenced. Yeah. So, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, do you want to know something really cool?
0: Of course. Okay, great. So though abortions were now illegal... Abortions were embedded in American society that abortionists were still performing abortions without scrutiny, and they were doing so very publicly with advertisement, and juries even refused to prosecute them. Like, they had whole signs, storefronts, that just said, like, I mean, not literally, but basically the sign could have said abortions for uh
1: r us or something
0: right Like and no like, one come
1: get your punch card abortion yeah here. like nine
0: abortions get your tenth one free like exactly not literally we're not saying this yeah. is what was happening but they were advertising so publicly, publicly and flagrantly yes and juries refused to prosecute them because the idea of abortions were so embedded in our society
1: that no one saw anything wrong with it and everyone thinks of this period in history like that um American Horror Story Mm -hmm. episode where abortions are super illegal and back alley in the 1900s because nobody can give you an abortion and nobody can talk about having an abortion. And yeah, that happened, but not until some of the details we'll get into later. yeah In the late 1800s, early 1900s, abortions weren't under this type of scrutiny. Right. They were pretty open. They were pretty obvious. But okay, I think that's cool as hell, but let's clarify for our listeners. What exactly is cool about that? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'll let you know about something real quick. <laughs> so, I think it is cool because American society did not see any problems with abortions. And even though the practice was now illegal, yeah. they couldn't bring themselves to prosecute these people. You know? It goes to show how the conversation of abortion has changed drastically oh, yeah. and how it hasn't always been a moral issue. It really, the morality of it
1: is contrived.
0: Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. So, anyway, Elizabeth, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about what people say when they're
1: talking about abortion? I mean, honestly, it's the anti-choice argument of morality. That's where people go back to. Right. So, um, when do you think morality came into the argument? I know I've studied this a little bit, but I could not even begin to give you a specific date. See, I tried researching it and I couldn't find a specific date either,
0: but a consensus that was found, uh, Mm -hmm. I found through reading different things, was the morality part didn't come into play until the 20th century.
1: So the 1900s, just like we anticipate. yeah. Yeah, it's like, this morality issue is not an actual thing. Right. It's a contrived way to prevent it. Right. But how did it come into play? So... Again, we're not always
0: 100% right, but right now I'm going to use my, um, informed, like, ideas and informed opinion. Your educated opinion. opinion. Yes. Um, so personally, I believe it evolved from people being, um, removed from a time of abortion. So the people who started, like, believing that there was a moral, like, um... Contacts? Yes, more yeah. like contacts or connection to abortions. They were removed from that time of it being so openly done. Done. Yes. They were removed from it just being an every everyday thing. Um, yeah, so the, they were removed from a time where abortions were just another thing you could purchase yeah. um, to, uh, to now when it can be a criminal act. Yeah. You know? Plus, churches changed what they considered. Um, plus, churches changed their idea of conception. Yes. So, before...
1: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's really weird to me that people are like, well, life begins at conception. Because they're taught that from somewhere, and they never look into where it came from. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Right. Like, where did it come from?
0: So, um, really, um, and I'll get back to my point from earlier. um, The, uh, so before this time, um, the church, when they, like, the church's idea of conception. Yeah.
1: And life. And when life, life began. yeah.
0: When life began did not start at, like, conception. Once you, yeah, once you are conceived. Yeah. It started... Um, according to the church. According to the church, which was... And this was also a time where this was widely agreed upon. Yes. It didn't start until quickening. Yes. Or, um, which is when the... You know, the child begins to move. Exactly. They didn't believe
1: that the child had a soul or consciousness until then. Until and they that, started to move. Yes. For those who are unaware, the quickening isn't until about 24 weeks. Yes. So,
0: because they didn't believe uh, pregnancy had even began, it was more once you became pregnant before, prior to the quickening, it was an absence of menstruation. Yeah. It wasn't the beginning of a pregnancy.
1: Which I have read and I'm not sure how much of a consensus this is but Mm -hmm. I have read before that that's where our dating of pregnancy now comes from because for those who are unaware the dating of pregnancy is really weird. It's not from the date of conception it's from the date of your last missed menstruation. Right. So basically
0: by um prior to what was considered quickening. Yes. Um Obtaining an abortion prior to the quickening was fair game. Absolutely. It was just and something you did if you did not exactly. want another child or want your first child. And sometimes
1: it wasn't even the idea that we have where it was a vacuum that sucked out fetal tissue. That's how a lot of people think of abortion prior to right. medical innovation. No. There's a process called menstrual extraction that still happens all over the world, which is where a doctor just clears your uterine lining mm-hmm. if you've missed your period. Right. Right. That's an incredibly early term abortion, or even just um, using natural remedies, herbs. Exactly, like for the longest Mug time, or yeah, uh, other amenagogues. Those, those were constantly they, used to bring back menstruation. Right, cilantro tea. Just get yeah. I us about to say, just drink some tea. Exactly. No one, no one, has a problem going to Starbucks
0: and getting tea. Now I'm saying if we they. The kind of people that were kind of pushing against in this topic are the kind of people who get kind of upset when the cups at Starbucks don't have Merry Christmas on them. Exactly. So I wonder what happened they started serving, you know... Mugwort tea. Ab- abortion tea. Right. right. For the people who can't see me, so everyone who's not Elizabeth, I put quotes right. again
1: Heavy around quotes. abortion tea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back on topic. Yeah. Why did it become a moral argument? Okay. So
0: a big part of this was an attempt... To prevent racial equality, but
1: also women's equality. Absolutely. So, of course, people have always heard of Margaret Sanger being racist. Mm-hmm. But let's be very explicit and clear. The fact that white women were obtaining more abortions than women of color is one of the reasons that it became a criminal act. That is 100% correct. The
0: um, Who we consider the... Um, founder of modern gynecology. Yes. Was some was the leading person to criminalize abortions, and he was also someone who led in
1: eugenics. Yes, he was the man who operated on black women without anesthesia because yeah. he believed they could not feel pain. Yeah. So
0: this whole kind of idea of it came from the fact that people were afraid children of color would outnumber the children of white. People. Yes. Or more more specifically. White children that are WASP, so white Anglo-Saxon and Protestant. Yes.
1: There, of course, was still movement against Catholics, against Jewish folk, but a lot of these people weren't considered the desirables, like we've used that term before. They weren't considered the people that they wanted Mm -hmm. reproducing.
0: Yeah. And to even go back to specify something that Elizabeth said, white women were obtaining the majority of abortions. Yeah. It was white Anglo Saxon Protestant exactly. women who were obtaining most of the abortions. They had the money. Exactly. And when you have the money,
1: do you want to take care of children? Absolutely not. Or they if wanted you to have, have too many kids. Yeah. Do you really want another to drain your finances even more and ruin your wealth? They no. wanted petticoats and tea parties. <laughs> I don't even think that's the right term. I mean,
0: that I, I, petticoats are right for that age bracket, but you know what? I don't care. I'm going to just say they
1: wanted petticoats and tea parties. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember if I've mentioned on the podcast before, but I did work at Planned Parenthood for a while. Mm-hmm. So the first summer of my uh, college career, I interned with the sexuality education department over at Planned Parenthood of Indiana, which during my next internship there became Planned Parenthood of Indiana and Kentucky. Okay. So... Even when I started there, we had to go through, like, an eight-hour orientation process over the course of one day. That sounds intense. It was. (laughs) And one of the things we had to do, we were given a handout explaining who Margaret Sanger was, the role she had in creating Planned Parenthood, and how her quotes were taken out of context.
0: Did you guys at least get to watch the movies?
1: No. Uh Oh, Okay. Well, how were they taken how were her quotes taken out of context? So, in reality, the things she said that were purportedly racist had a lot to do with who she was working with. And okay. uh, let me be totally clear. I am not denying that Margaret Sanger was problematic as hell or probably racist. We don't know that. She was racist. Okay. She was a proponent of eugenics, but it wasn't just racism there. It was right. also ableism. Okay. It was sexism. It was various forms of religious discrimination. So Catholics basically. Okay. <laughs> so the thing is I'm not going to deny that she was problematic as hell but I do think that the full story needs to be told regarding her quotes. Okay. What do her quotes really
0: mean then? How do you misinterpret the mass of Negroes particularly in
1: the South still breed care- carelessly for example? Okay that quote in particular is wildly misunderstood. I'm okay. glad that this is one of the ones we decided to address okay. because that's not a quote from Margaret Sanger. We've talked a little bit about this before. That's actually Margaret Singer quoting W.E.B. Du Bois, a black male contemporary of hers. For those of you who don't know, he w- he's wildly famous. Okay. He wrote uh, The Souls of Black Folk, for example. Yeah. He was absolutely famous. He was one of the founding members of the NAACP. So even though it's March now,
0: if you forgot to do some learning in Black History <laughs> Month, take the time out to learn about W. E. Be the boys. Thank you. I always forget the extra B. The boys, and you know, just do a little extra. February's only 28 days. You know, they, they they gave us a short change month as Black people. Okay. <laughs> they really add, did. Add some three extra
1: days and learn about some more Black folks. Yes, agreed. Okay. So, and I actually knew that one. I know you did. Okay. But it's a good point to make. Margaret Sanger was not like a hell spawn mm-hmm. dedicated to destroying Black folk. You should, um, unless you're talking about a eugenics. Okay, but are say, you sure about that? <laughs> so, yes, she was problematic, but no, she wasn't trying to exterminate black people through abortion. So there's this quote that goes around that okay. says that she doesn't want it to get out, that they're trying to exterminate black people. We sure she don't really want to exterminate black people? That's what was in, <laughs> that's what's on anti-abortion, signs everywhere. Uh-huh. That's how they target black people at pro-choice rallies. She specifically says in that same quote, that she was not attempting a black genocide. Yeah. So, yeah. The
0: quote is something about how she doesn't want word out that they're trying to exterminate the Negroes. Again, that's a term that was used in the past, so don't get your panties in the That enslaved. is a direct
1: quote from Margaret okay. Sanger.
0: Specifically because, because it was untrue. She was emphasizing that there was no effort to end the black population, but only the specific piece that seems racist of the multiple
1: paragraphs she wrote are used to illustrate posters for anti-abortioners and that's one of the reasons that this abortion debate is so tricky there's just so much misinformation and most of it came directly from people attempting to prevent abortion for insincere reasons not because of protecting life or whatever their new slogan is
0: or in the past we're like the ways of abortion are too harmful and cost so many deaths um getting a regular amputation was (sighs) dangerous yeah, and that was a common practice besides the point. <laughs> exactly. People didn't believe life began at conception, not even the Catholic Church. Like I said, it didn't begin until quickening began, which was meant when the mother could feel uh when the mother began feeling movement relating to the pregnancy. So let's talk about
1: why that changed.
0: Okay. Not to seem crazy, I don't know. <laughs> I mean you guys already know I'm crazy. Fair. But it sounds like a conspiracy theory. At first, which it probably still is. No, it's not. (laughs) But the documented, verifiable fact of history shows that abortion became criminalized as an effort to remove midwives from the medical profession.
1: Absolutely. So, for all of our listeners, there's actually a really excellent book that I always recommend on this topic. It's called Witches, Midwives, and Nurses. It's Mm -hmm. by Barbara Ironreich, who is most famous for, I think it won the Pulitzer, uh, Nickel and Dined. Where she goes and immerses herself in a couple different blue-collar jobs like Walmart. Okay. She wrote a text called Witches, Midwives, and Nurses about the intentional exclusion of woman healers. Mm. It came out of the women's health movement in the 70s as a... It actually started as a zine. A what? Do you know what a zine is? No. A zine, Z-I-N-E, is like those little handmade DIY magazines. Okay. So have you ever heard of Bitch Magazine? Sounds a all Is time it of my like, favorite. Yeah. And it's a feminist seen, like, response to pop zine. culture. Okay. That started as a zine. Okay. A lot of our best feminist stuff really started in the DIY underground. I could talk about Riot Girl for Days. That's Stop another me, topic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when the medical when the American Medical Association was founded, yes. that's when it started to happen. Okay. So see when
0: um you No, know, I actually wanna kinda counter that because the American
1: Medical Association Yes. They weren't anti-abortion until Horatio. Okay, that's true. Yes. It's not when they were founded, let me be clear. Yeah. But it was the American Medical Association who led one of the yes. efforts. So, um, uh,
0: these doctors wanted... To, well, it's weird because, again, you talked about how things don't happen in a vacuum. So yes. Some, Horatio Storer, who is the founder of um, gynecology, the yes. modern father of it. The one that we talked about yes. earlier. He, who is eugenics, anti-black... Yeah. Idiot. Yeah, he <laughs> was a part of the American Medical um, Association, and he fought against. He's the reason why we have um, we had what is called a criminal abortion. Yes. He is. Um. He is who pushed anti-abortion uh, so much to this organization that they eventually put him in charge. Yeah. Of pushing it and getting it, um, cr- like being pushed, the idea of a criminal abortion so hard that it actually became, um.
1: Reality. Re- yes, reality. Um, Real quick, I didn't want to interrupt yeah. you in the middle of your good point. I wanted to apologize because I used the word idiot and I'm trying very hard <laughs> to fix my language. It's a symptom of our culture. For the record, I try very hard not to use ableist language, but we all mess up, so I will do better. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so tell me more about Horatio.
0: Yeah, so it's this was a weird time. <laughs> there was a weird time... Oh, well, this was a weird time yes. when doctors were starting to push in on gynecology yes. and we, oh, we means, women's <laughs> reproductive uh,
1: like uh, as a profession. Yeah, so to clarify, um, prior to things like the American Medical Association mm-hmm. and the founder of gynecology, midwives yes. took care of all of that. Midwives yes. were not just baby deliverers. Right. They did a whole women's health, and mm-hmm. a lot of midwives today still do that. But midwives in the past were not just, I'm going to show up when your baby's coming out. Mm -hmm. They were, I'm going to monitor your health. Instead of uh, well-women's checkups at your general practitioner, you'd go to the midwife. Mm -hmm. The midwife would check up on your health, and it was a holistic practice. It was more than just, are you bleeding every month? Cool. Let me look at your cervix. Cool. Yeah. Out and done.
0: Yeah.
1: It was, they tried to take care of the whole body. And the only
0: time they would bring a doctor in is if there was, like, a super huge issue. But for the most part, midwives did take care of everything. They were really respected. Um, But they weren't really... They were respected in their communities, but they weren't respected as a profession. Exactly. And then doctors took over the profession, and they started to add respectability to it. Yes. But they didn't want their profession to be diluted with midwives. Yes. Who, though, knew more
1: about what these doctors were talking about. Yes. Um... They were hated. Exactly. And in large part because they were women. Yeah. Ex- doctors especially. Want, yeah. Doctors didn't want their profession tainted by the fact that women could practice. Yeah. So they started pushing them out, calling them unclean, calling mm-hmm. them unsafe, yeah. saying they're doing it for the good of women who have been going to midwives for <laughs> good centuries. Good of women. Again, How many quotes things, right. around good of women. How many things have been justified in the name of protecting particularly white women? How many black men have been killed and other men of color? Under the guise of protecting white women. That's the mission of the KKK. Is to protect white women. Or the neo-Nazis. Yeah. Or the Nazis. Mm. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> y'all can't see our faces, but we're both really distressed right now. <laughs> when doctors first started
0: practi- practicing, mm-hmm. they didn't even
1: wash their hands.
0: I mean, we've all seen the movies. Okay, Braveheart or
1: whichever one. Right. All the military movies. Yes. What's
0: that one? Um...
1: Um, Is it the early '90s movie? Probably the but one of the ones you see in school. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, some yes. Civil War. Some people watching a Civil War movie, they did not are not washing their hands, and they and all in your guts. When people said no, you need to wash your hands, doctors got offended. But then they started. They could be, but they mm-hmm. were offended because they thought, "How could you think I'm unclean?" But they do the same thing to midwives. Have yep. been doing
0: this for thousands of years. Yep. <laughs> um. Something I want people to know about this topic is that abortion isn't new. Um, it's not like the human race, or women for that matter, woke up in the 1970s and they're like, Oh yes, I want an <laughs> abortion today, I want an abortion tomorrow, and I want an abortion next week. Something that one of my professors says all the time when she talks about this is kind of like, I'm not trying to force my idea on you, but this is like kind of how she does it. She's like, I'm not trying to say that I'm like in your face, like, go abortion go go abortion <laughs> oh but like God. that's literally what is with even cheering today no that's how she does it in <laughs> class she did it today i love it and it's just like no one would just like this is something that's been happening for thousands of years women weren't just like i'm gonna get an abortion every exactly. day i just want
1: that it's something i need to have it's not it's like, like the freaking new purse or paris Hilton with yes, a dog it's like, like that quote uh <laughs> women want abortions like an animal wants to gnaw off its leg when caught in a trap Women don't have abortions for fun. (laughs) Women have to make a choice. Right. And when they make that choice, it's not because they think, oh, that'll be nice. It'll be a nice little vacation. When we
0: talk about this topic about women's choice when it comes to abortion, Think about coming to Tunnel of Oppression in 2018 in oh November. My, my room is abortion slash women's health care, and we do kind of hit the topic about women's choice and what they should do with
1: their own bodies. So check it out. Oh my gosh. Okay.
0: So little plug.
1: You are completely right. I love relating the fact that the Romans used a fucking plant to stop pregnancies, and they used it so much that it went extinct. Yeah, and you can find this out even on the History Channel.
0: I saw this one time. Yeah, we've
1: got it in our recommended reading yeah.
0: document. Uh, the extinction didn't even take long. They used it so much that it was gone within 600 years. And for some of y'all, 600 years doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a lot. Yeah. Like, that's that's a lot of a
1: plant in yeah. 600 years. Like, <laughs> 600 years is not imagine that big if, of a time frame to extinct something. Imagine if from the 1400s to today we have managed to extinct the pomegranates. Pomegranate. The Pomegranate. Anything. Aren't an they aphrodisiac? They are. Anyway. <laughs> Women have been trying to prevent pregnancies or terminate pregnancies since the beginning of
0: time, I would argue. Yeah. The written record only goes back to 3000 BCE, but if we know anything about people, it's that inconvenient pregnancies have been terminated during their entire history. By the way, we do have the history of abortion. It's in
1: our recommendation. We actually have a couple really good timelines. Yes. So I'm excited for people to be able to read them because you can cross-reference. You can see different perspectives. It's really cool. Yeah. And one of the things you'll see, the morality crisis, heavy air quotes on that. Crisis. Crisis. Really only started when there was a cultural fear of women entering the workforce due to contraceptive use. Yes. Let's all remember that
0: when abortion became something that was criminalized, it was conveniently um, near, like, near time yes. when women were fighting for things they believed in. Okay, we got the 19th century. That's the time they started to um, the vindication of the rights of women. Yes, came out. that's when the suffragettes were moving. They were yes. shaking. And even then, if we want to take a slight, like slight step to the left, to have a tiny separate conversation, even look at how women were treated who were suffragettes. Yes, they, their children Forced. were. Yes, and their children were forcibly taken from yes. them as a way to get them to stop fighting for their conviction. Yes. So it's like, if you look at how history has treated women and
1: how it's connected to um, childbearing yes. and mothering, Yes. it's directly connected to the idea that it's basically, it's an intentional effort to prevent women yep. from gaining equal opportunities in society. And look at it. Because they were white Anglo-Saxon.
0: Yeah. Protestant.
1: Yes. White yes. Anglo-Saxon. White Anglo-Saxon Protestants. They had the money to go out and actually be able to put their time into something. And... So, it's like there was this spectrum that no matter where you fell on it, you were doomed. Yeah. You couldn't be a mother and a woman. You had to be just a mother. You couldn't not be a mother, though. Yes. If women have the determination of their bodies and can say, I don't want a pregnancy right now. I don't want a pregnancy in five years. Or even, I don't want this pregnancy I'm carrying. Yeah. Women have equal opportunities. We also have to remember this was a time where um, what's the term, uh, spousal rape was legal? Yeah, spousal rape wasn't criminalized until the 1970s in all of America.
0: Yeah, and so your husband could rape you, um... Legally. Legally. Um, you could be in a marriage you don't want to be in, depending on what time frame we're looking at. Why do you think divorce is so
1: um what became so high after the 70s exactly why do you think (laughs) divorce divorce is uh, stigmatized in religions because if women can make the determination for themselves who they want to partner with who they want to have children with whether they want to have children at all right women get equal opportunities in those ways Mm -hmm. if a woman can step outside the domestic sphere and work they she strive. can determine for herself what she wants to do. I just mixed the word strive and thrive together. <laughs> and it was, it was genius. New word. We <laughs> got a new word. Okay. It was also
0: an effort to spread
1: Christian imperialism. Absolutely. So to clarify, we've used this term in our own conversation. So I want to make sure everyone's in on what we're saying it for. Right. So we mean the process of spreading Christianity as the only acceptable religion. Exactly. And also it's kind of weird
0: because like Catholicism at the time <sighs> wasn't really considered Christianity. And it still isn't by so many people. Okay. I've had, segmented again. <laughs> okay. Sophomore junior year of high school I was in my earth science class this kid named Ivan I hated Ivan so much and known we're as just six. calling out our right. like public Ivan, school people. Ivan was this religious dude. And I, I have know no these problem types. with religious people. But like, we were literally sitting there. This is earth science. Why was he even having a conversation about religion? Right. But I was not going to sit Probably there. Because and because when, the topic
1: was evolution. It wasn't evolution. I was oh, like, wow. something about solar system Some I don't know. <laughs> but like, uh, we, I, is it that we're the only life form so we've only existed for 2,000 or however many years? No, I don't care <laughs> anyway, what you say. Go ahead. But
0: we were like, I was like, I'm not going to stand for this. Like, I consider yeah. myself... I, I consider myself um, a spiritual Catholic. I don't go to church. I've not been... Um, what's the word? Take, confirmed. Yeah. I um, I can't take the body of Christ or anything like yeah. that. But I call myself a spiritual Catholic because that's just... Uh, I mean, Christian...
1: Or, cause, or Catholic, Catholic
0: imperialism because Ghana was a British colony. Yeah. Less, <laughs> missionaries. <laughs> but
1: um, <laughs> Topic for another day as well. Yes.
0: But... He kept saying Christianity uh, uh, is the was like the first or something, and I'm like, you are aware that Christianity or what you consider Christianity spawns off oh of Catholicism, gosh. like and, which comes from and, Judaism. And you know what he had the nerve to say? They're, they're called Christians. I was like, his name was Jesus Christ. Christ was Jewish. Even that, or I have conversations with people and like, um, I don't, uh, I don't like, G- like Jews or Jewish people. They killed Jesus. I'm like, Jesus was a freaking Jew. Jesus was a freaking Jew. You're killing Jews in
1: the name of Jesus, and then you expect Ugh. like,
0: really, you you
1: you really it, think that's logical? Right. You think that's rational? Uh, like, no. That's, they like, honestly wouldn't if they stopped to think about it. it. It's
0: like it's or it's like people who are like, I don't like Middle Eastern people. Jesus was Middle Eastern? Yeah. No matter what you believe. If you believe, believe Jesus could have been like a mythical person, or if you're a religious person who believes like he was 100% here on earth, then it you can It was in the
1: Middle East. It was in the Middle East. He was not white. He had... He was had ivory to dark skin, okay? And these... Why the Actually, problems? I'm going to get us back on topic because that's a form of Christian imperialism. Exactly. By forcing everybody to homogenize society under the name of Jesus Christ. Who was not white. Who in their minds is this white-faced uh, blonde dude with a crown of thorns or whatever. Well, I do like that imagery with the crown of thorns. That's real cute. Yeah, except when he's a blonde white dude with I've, blue eyes. Everything besides the crowns. I like the crowns. Everything I like the sucks. crowns. I think that it's a really beautiful piece of imagery. It's pretty beautiful. It wasn't even until the 20th century that Ivan would have called himself a Christian. Right. You would be like, I'm a Protestant. I'm mad at Ivan from just, like, this conversation. (laughs)
0: Like, you don't even know Ivan, but you wouldn't like Ivan. No, I would not. (laughs) Ivan, I hate you. I wish I could find out his last name. I would out him so bad on here. (laughs) Um, Probably go on Facebook and leave him in the comments. Right. Um, So, prior to that, it was always denominational. So, I'm a Methodist. I'm a Baptist. I'm a, a... Protestant, I'm a Presbyterian. I'm a Lutheran. All of
1: that was as Um, distinct as Christian and Catholicism. Exactly. But it was when abortion became a legal issue, the churches intentionally banded together under the name of Christianity Mm -hmm, so that they could be a more effective powerhouse and spread Christianity forcefully through legislation. Basically, they became the biggest
0: lobbyists in this country. Yeah, they still (laughs) are. Like, in God we trust being added to money during the so-called Red Scare, which, as a reminder, was a revolt against perceived communism. But another segment of that, (laughs) let's all remember that we were partnered with the Soviets during World War II. And some of the Red Scare, we, or Mm. Congress, or whatever, MacArthur, like, he attacked people in Hollywood. Yeah. But let's remember. The government asked Hollywood yeah. to make people war connected, propaganda essentially. yeah, we're propaganda to connect them to Russians, so yeah. that we could have an f- effective wh- fighting force. So yes. what you mean? La- yesterday I was being a patriot by doing what you wanted. Today I am um, a terrorist. Yes. Or I am,
1: I hate my country because you a- I exactly. did the work you asked me to do. And it was mostly because communism began to be perceived as an atheist movement. Exactly. So in God we trust on our money, one nation. Under God. Under God was added during the Red Scare. All I'm saying is, what God? Because we're not a Christian society. Exactly. Maybe none not, of our founding fathers were Christians. They well, some were of deists. Them were. The four. Mm. You
0: know what? No. You know, you know what would make more sense if it said one nation under Awa. Wait, is it Awa or Yewa? I don't know how to pronounce it. You know what? G D? Yes.
1: <laughs> or uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, other I- one. Yeah. <laughs> or spelled W H. Or Y H W H. Yeah, it, I don't know how to pronounce it. But it that's how matter. you would spell it. It,
0: it said every single version of what God could be. Exactly. <laughs> it and it was like a list. It was like one in, nation in, under, under the sky. Blank, 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 blank.
1: It's that broad.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Um,
1: <sighs> but
0: yeah. <laughs> exactly. <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> Christian imperialism was spread through the legislation in Congress so that we've come to where we are today, which makes Christianity the basis of many politicians' work, work, whether they actually identify as Christian or not, which, again, we are not a Christian society. We're not a Christian nation. We do not have a national religion. There are some places where you literally have to surround the Bible to do legal work, like testify or be
1: sworn into office. It's an intentional effort to homogenize society and keep certain people above others in our power structure. But let's remind people...
0: Um, I don't remember what politician said this, but said that, like, Muslims couldn't be in public office because they have to swear on the Bible. You don't actually have to swear on the Bible. True. Like, that is just the traditional thing that people have, like, like When Thomas Jefferson
1: was sworn in, he was sworn in on a deism Bible, which removed all of the miracles of Jesus Christ. Because he didn't believe that Jesus Christ or God were some magnificent, omniscient power. Right. He believed Jesus was a really cool dude, but Mm -hmm. that was about it. Right. Um, But with Christianity, it's like the effort was there specifically to oppress women.
0: But if women are restricted to the domestic sphere, they they can't work and become dependent on their husbands. There's no upward
1: mobility and women can't threaten the status quo. And to be clear, all of what we've said isn't a problem with people who identify as Christian. It's the people who try to spread Christianity by force. Yeah. Whether we want to be Christian or not, we're expected to be so we're assumed christian until proven otherwise usually
0: or even to even dumb down what elizabeth said a little bit more we're not against people who are christian we're or identify as christian we are more so against people who use christianity as an excuse as to why someone cannot obtain an abortion exactly which it's kind of against the teachings of christ and of god because you're not supposed to
1: force it on people no religion is intended to be spread by the sword or whatever the phrase is. Yeah. Religion is intended to be a force in your life that promotes well-being. Yeah. All of the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, they all come back to that. Yeah, Trying to force women to never obtain an abortion, which doesn't happen. Right. We both know. If abortion is criminalized, it just leads to more criminal abortions. Yeah, which is peop- women
0: inserting knitting needles, inserting hangers, Ugh. um, inserting sitting over steam. Yeah, inserting um uh, hard chemicals into their life salt. Yes. Into their, yes, yeah. into their vaginas. Yeah. Like what do you think is gonna happen? If you're trying to protect women, you're not protecting them. Exactly. So, really this is where the issue of abortion comes from. People wanting to restrict the rights, um restrict rights to amplify their own power. Their Absolutely. own power over women
1: specifically. Yes. And, okay, this episode could get a lot longer. Yeah. On that note, though, we should start wrapping up as we are close to time today. Okay. But, the cool thing is, this is intentionally the history of abortion. Yeah. We could talk a lot more about abortion rights, mm-hmm. essentially. But, today we wanted to keep it just to history. Yeah. Okay, this topic is so broad and wide-ranging that we can't
0: We simply can't delve in all the way.
1: Absolutely.
0: But we have a robust reading list this week with some really important and really cool articles and sources for
1: everyone to read. Absolutely. I love some of the resources that we gathered for this Mm -hmm. episode. I think the really important thing to keep in mind when going forward, reading those sources, continuing the conversation, is that our history impacts today. That's why our first abortion episode is specifically about the history. history. Nothing exists in a vacuum. Our history completely influences our actions and our legislation today. Yeah. Forgetting the midwives who were forced out, the women who fought Roe v. Wade, that does a disservice to our knowledge today. Exactly. Cases like Griswold v. Connecticut, Roe v. Wade, and like you said, the midwives who were forced out, they're kind of important people in our society today to remember. Yeah. They're not here anymore, but they led us to the resistance happening now.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So don't forget to check out our reading list and our social media to continue the conversation. We're really looking forward to hearing from you on this topic. That's it for today's episode on my uterus, myself, abortion history, but <laughs> my favorite oh way my God. call it again, fucks with my body, I
1: dare you to, or stop, oh my God. don't touch me there. <laughs> That is my vagina, sir. <laughs> okay. On that note, we will talk to y'all next time. Bye. <laughs>